Hey everybody. Hey. How's everybody today? Good. We uh, this is our third episode, movie therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, we picked this movie this week because it is one of my absolute favorite thrillers. Mm-hmm. Um, it also coincidentally it came out the same at the same age as Ty. Ty was Ty's in, seventeen oh, now, right? Yeah. I was seventeen when I saw this movie the first time. Oh, I thought time. you meant it was it came out seventeen years ago. No, oh, no. twenty-two years ago, nineteen ninety-five. Oh God, you're old. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I am old. He keeps um, bringing that up. Also, <laughs> by the way, for people who guessed it, there was uh, the number of beer bottles behind us, and that was a hint towards this week's movie. That's so, correct. So, without further ado, let's talk let's about do seven. seven. It's a nineteen ninety-five crime thriller. Yeah. Um, it stars uh, Brad Pitt. Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. and not until the end does it mention the actual villain. We, we won't even get to mention his name now either. But chances are you've seen mm. this classic. It's a really good movie. Like, uh, again, I, it's been a while since I've seen it, which is weird saying since I'm only 17 years old. Mm-hmm. So nothing is really a while. Um, but, you know, I, I haven't watched this for a couple years, and I do really like this movie. And when you suggested it last week that we should do this one, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. But as a huge fan of mysteries, I, I honestly don't know why I don't watch this movie more. Like, mm-hmm. It's really, really good. It has a lot of rewatchable. There's a lot of things that uh, you may have missed the first time around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the suspense, the cinematography, the directing, the acting, you name it. Mm-hmm. Everything pretty much is nailed. The plot of this movie is absolutely amazing. The, 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 the jump scares in it are you know uh original and honestly if i'm to be absolute honest any thriller i compare to this movie this has been my favorite movie of all time for all these years and and there's a reason it uh stands the test of time so i think uh so each week we do a walkthrough so i think we'll do it in uh days or also uh sins so there's yeah. the movie is named seven because it's based off of the seven deadly sins which are uh Pride, so yeah, pride. Uh, not wrath. not in the same order. Yeah, not in the same order. Pride, wrath, uh, gluttony, gluttony, greed, sloth, sloth. Um, and then uh, envy. Yeah, envy. And I. F- what's the last one? <laughs> God, I'm terrible. Gluttony. Gluttony. I thought we already mentioned gluttony. Did, did we? we mention gluttony? Not I sure. Did. We did. Glut- yeah. So whatever. Rewind this video and tell us we're wrong. Yeah. Moving so either on. way. So uh, the first movie, like when the movie starts, it starts off with. Uh, so the whole movie takes place over seven days. Mm-hmm. So seven deadly sins, seven days. Movie name is seven. Yep. So it does the seven. So it starts on a Sunday. Well, actually, yeah, I guess it does. It, it yeah. starts the, the Sunday following, Before. and the movie ends on Sunday. So it's kind of like a cold open. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of gives you an idea as to what you're about to expect. You have the veteran uh, cop that's about to retire, and the rookie mm-hmm. coming in. Um, learning the new ropes of this city. Well, he he's done it before. Like he mentions that uh, this isn't his first time doing it because the guy mm-hmm. says he's bossing around. And he goes, "Have you read my file? I've I've done this before," and he keeps. And Morgan Freeman yeah. didn't. And he, and the only thing, or I shouldn't say Morgan Freeman, Detective Somerset. Yeah. Um, played by Morgan Freeman, um, he isn't concerned with what has happened anywhere else. He knows 
more about this city than he cares to want to remember, mm. and he wants to pass it on to the basically carry yeah. the torch or pass the torch on to Brad Pitt's character, David Mills. Yeah. So it goes into that, and a funny kind of tidbit of information is the uh, there's a there's a man laying on the ground in a pool of blood. They call it a crime of passion. Yeah. That man laying in that pool of blood is the actual writer of the film. So uh, just another thing about the scene. This just has to do with when I watch. So um, a little bit of a show behind the scenes. So yep. each week we pitch, we pick the movie. Um, which, by the way, remember that the next week's movie is somewhere in this, or we'll mention it or something like that. You gotta find it. Or Either directly. Way, yeah. Related to it. So um, we pick the movie. And uh, thanks to circumstances, I was very late watching this movie. Mm -hmm. So I yesterday I was like, oh gosh, I have to watch this movie. So I threw it in, I started watching it, and I passed out, and I was very tired. So there's a lot of things I kind of wasn't completely there for. So then the, today uh, I, I watched it a couple more times. And this scene, for some reason, it blended with the gluttony scene. Okay. So I thought for some reason it started with gluttony. So I, I thought it immediately jumped into it. So okay. when it was like kind of passion, I was like, I'm smart. I'm ahead of this movie. It's not. It's the first kill. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, it's completely unrelated. Okay, so let me ask you this. You, you said you fell asleep. Yeah. Wh uh, what part of the movie did you wake up to? That? The very no, no, first I, scene? I fell asleep and I woke up the next day. I, I'm very interested in knowing uh, what you see when you wake up because there's a lot of images that are, are very striking in this movie and, and waking up... To any of them would be yeah. kind of crazy. Well, even the, like again, I woke up to the title like this title screen because okay. I was using my Xbox. Well, that's perfect. Which, that's perfect even segue. That Let's talk creepy. about that opening scene. That opening scene was yeah. produced by uh, Kyle Cooper, who's done a lot of movies. Mm -hmm. um, you may know uh, he did the Home Alone movies, the the title sequences for those. He did uh, Iron Man and Iron Man Two, and uh, a show that I love a lot. Really what, what's he your did resume? A, I did uh, Home Alone, Iron Man yeah, 7. Yeah. Like, well, okay. I mean, I, and I, I only listed movies that I thought maybe that you had seen. There's a yeah. lot of obscure movies and older movies. Mm -hmm. but uh, And he even does the titles for the Walking Dead TV show. It's a good movie. Mm -hmm. Good show. It is. And Scream Queens as well. Really? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He really, he has a good eye for the detail. And uh, I, he probably has the top five um, top five movie title sequences. It does very well. If you, it's, it's very. Artsy. Can you throw that on that screen there? That that we looks really up. good. It's yeah. Uh, so it's. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's really nice. Like, it's, I, I, again. Yeah, it's very Walking Dead. I can definitely see it. Like the. Yeah. Also, that freaks me out. Which part? The when he's uh, cutting his. Yeah. So it mentions why that makes sense later. Yeah. And after you watch it, like this is. So my favorite thing after watching a movie is going back and watching it and going, oh, that makes so much more sense yep. now. Like this makes like if you see, like if you see. Yeah, we, already, we will get to that, but know, it, it's it went through a lot of uh, phases. Like uh, if you mm -hmm. watch the DVD commentary, um, they've got they, it. It was the DVD that came mm -hmm. out in uh, I think it was like probably the DVDs weren't around in '95, but uh, in '98 yeah. or or even I think closer to 2000, this came out. Um, it didn't have a whole lot of special features like interviews or anything, but yeah. it did have the actual rough cuts of this intro. And it's, it's fun to watch it from start to finish and see how they've kind of moved everything along. Of course, the, the music of Nine Inch Nails, um, mm -hmm. a, a, a staple for David Fincher, the director of this movie. Mm -hmm. um, very good friends with uh, Trent Reznor. 
and uh, he does a lot of the music for a lot of his films. Right. It, it sets the tone for such a, a great movie, and you might get sick of me saying that, but I love this movie. You do. <laughs> so, um, we talked a little bit at the beginning. Um, so, we're going to skip over, like, usually we take a lot of time to do each thing, but I think we're going to yep. do it. So, we're going to do it as steps in which if uh, you go on the wide... Uh, which you can just look and see. I've written down all the things so we can keep on track. Yeah. So the first one is uh, gluttony. Yep. So uh, I don't know why I opened with this marker. Um, <laughs> Were you going to finish spelling gluttony? Oh, gosh, no, that's a long <laughs> word. Are you kidding me? I can't barely spell. So uh, it starts off, and uh, you can. I like how. So as a teenager, yep. teenagers are known for being cocky. Yeah, sure. I, I liked how at the very and it reminded me of this when they first go to, to gluttony. They're walking in, and uh, Brad Pitt's character, uh, Mills, mm-hmm. is walking in. He's being very cocky. He's like, oh, well, you know what? And he's being very confronting, where it mentions that he's from, like... Upstate. Co- yeah. So it's like, he was very like, oh, you guys don't do your job around here? Like, stuff like that. Yep. Which I was like, okay, he's getting a little ahead of himself. And then it goes in, and by the way, something that you'll see throughout this movie... The makeup job and the effects job is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Like, um, but one thing I didn't get, and so it's gonna become my job this episode to pick on things. Yep. Uh, when the police officer came out and said, "Oh no, he, he he'd be breathing in uh, spaghetti, spaghetti sauce." sauce. Did and I it, stutter? Yeah. It's <laughs> like to me, the thing I would have said was, "Well, he's blue and veiny, and yeah. he's not really moving, so yep. he's dead." Like I would say that would be the. I, I not, think, it, and I and I guess it's my job to defend the yeah. uh, the reason of it. And the I, I say the word apathy. Do you know what apathy means? No. Not caring about yeah. anything, um, and and using it as basically as a virtue. They use that theme a lot through this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the apathetic view of of seeing seeing things a different way, mm-hmm. not really having the compassion compassion for someone that has died and and been tortured basically. Yeah. And you can tell that it's evident right away. Um, and what's great about this movie too is is that a lot of the violence is is an aftermath. You don't mm. actually see the violence when it happens, yeah. except for uh, sloth. You yeah. see sloth a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's yeah. more of a jump scare than actual violence. So it, the yeah. things that he's done. So basically, let's get to the the gluttony yeah, victim. Yeah, so gluttony. So sloth on the screen. Yeah. But we'll go. So so gluttony. Um, if you don't know what gluttony means, basically, um, they walk into this room and it's. Uh, of overweight man with his face in uh, spaghetti, I'm yep. guessing. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, spaghetti. Used to, yeah, used yep. to be spaghetti. Um, and then, uh, so they do a little bit there, and you can see that Mills is more like, uh, he's giddy. He's really giddy. Well, I think he's trying to get on, he's trying to get on to uh, Somerset's soft side. He's trying to, like, get, make humor out of all of this, and I think that's what got him through his former precinct of where he used to work. Mm. Now, Morgan Freeman's basically letting him know that it's not like that here. Mm, here, yeah. it's things are going to be dark and dreary, and he basically, what I say is that, I always see it as uh, Brad Pitt basically gets three strikes, and then yeah. he gets sent back out to the rain to do yeah. basically you know, work that beat cops do, not detectives. So... Um, but the funny line is, is when the doctor lifts the gluttony yeah. victim's head and he just goes, he's dead. <laughs> and Somerset goes, thank you, doctor. That's my best Morgan Freeman voice, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, and also, I, I got to comment this maybe on one thing. So a lot of movies, um, when they need two characters to work together, mm-hmm. they just have them go, 
you guys are working together. And they go, okay. And that's how it goes. Yeah. But like, so um, on Gluttony, it's Morgan Freeman's. So it's a uh, case. Yep. He's on that case. And then uh, Brad Pitt is on Greed. Like, they think they're two different things because you originally don't see the Gluttony. Um, thing, oh, yeah, yeah. Because we don't really see the connection of it. But yeah. Morgan Freeman sees the connection yeah, because he's they. Like, He's trying to push, saying this is going to be a lot of things. And he says, like, he's like, I'm going to retire. I don't want to do this. This is going to be a long thing. And yeah. they're like, no, this is just one thing. He goes, no, it's going to be a long thing. And then once uh, greed happens, he goes, wait. And then he shows them the plastic that was in, in his uh, yeah. thing. He goes, wait. And he goes back. Um, also, do you see the pocket? You're, you're skipping there? a lot of things here. Um, oh. What I was going to say was they go to the coroner's office. They take... The big guy, because they, they, mm. they don't really know if it's a homicide or not. They're, they're thinking it's a homicide. Yeah. They're, they're obviously doing the regular throws of uh, going through a crime scene investigation, talking about yeah. the, uh, the gun pressed against his head, talking about the lines of distension along his duobna. And, of course, Brad Pitt doesn't understand what that is. Yeah. So he, the, the medical examiner talks about it in layman's terms that he understands. Which is a good device like a lot, where a lot of things, uh, like, again, the like Ghostbusters did it very well to relate to it, where... When you're having like a science heavy movie or like a, mm-hmm. a forensic heavy movie, instead of having it either be two big words where a lot of people aren't going to understand or being very obviously and dying it down for the audience, it's yep. good to have a person there that's so you can go, yeah, see, it was dumbed down for him, yeah. not yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it was also dumbed so down. So he basically sums it up by, so he did die by eating. And then the medical examiner says yeah. yes and no. And mm. basically what happened was he passed out. Mm. He they kicked him. He kicked him, and then his stomach burst, causing his his death. Now, a little side note: I don't want to go back and do all the 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 behind the scenes stuff. But me yeah. being a big fan of this movie, I know these little things that happened during that scene. They had actual live cockroaches on the oh. the gluttony victim. Of course, a lot of it was prosthetic, so he wasn't yeah. really that big. But it some uh, some some roaches got into his underwear. <laughs> So to make it up for him, and this is David Fincher talking about it in the DVD mm-hmm. commentary, he says, uh, to make it up for him, I gave him a huge wang. <laughs> so if you look real close in the medical exam, the guy has a uh, beer can uh, member. Let's call it that. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. So he basically says, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. we have ourselves a homicide. Mills is actually happy about this. Mm. Freeman sees it as or sorry, not Freeman, <laughs> yeah. Somerset sees it as, this is going to go on. This can't be, my, I can't take this case yeah. because this is just starting and it shouldn't be Mills's first case. Yeah. So he, and like, just going back to my point for a second. So just like where a lot of movies do, like the whole, like you guys have to work together. This was, um, he, Freeman, so uh, Mills wanted to go into the gluttony case. Mm-hmm. And uh, the chief goes, no, sorry, no. Uh, um, Summer is on it. Somerset? Somerset? Yeah, Somerset's on it. And he goes, oh, darn it. And then he goes, no, you're going to work on this case. And then I just like how it's like, then it becomes the same one. Like yeah. if it goes from two, so it's not just these two random people are going yeah. to have to work together. Like it has a reason to. Yep. Which also I got to say, so throughout the whole movie, you see all the bodies for all of them, except for one. You never see greed, uh, from what I saw. Yeah, you actually do see the greed. The greed victim is actually, he's been bled to death. Well, you see it in pictures, actually. You don't see it actually in physical nature. But, I mean, that's how they show you different speeds of uh, how police Mm -hmm. work. 
and uh, the victim's obviously been moved um, mostly because I mean he he's yeah. dead. It, there isn't a question of how he died, mm. um, and basically he was forced to mutilate himself, a pound of flesh, no more, no less, mm. um, no uh, cartilage, no bone, only flesh, and he was given this choice. If he did that, then he could live, but obviously he bled out, and uh, and then John Doe, which we find mm. out later is the actual murderer, he bled the word greed on the floor. So that kind of yeah. opened eyes, and uh, they go into the, pre the police uh, precinct, and uh, they, they talk about how... Yeah how, why he's retiring, and it doesn't really add up for the chief. The chief thinks that a cop's always going to be a cop, mm. and uh, Somerset's like, that's the idea, is I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I don't want to live in a city like this. And at the last moment, he tells him, we found, these were sent by the coroner, mm. little pieces of plastic. And, and Morgan Freeman is not, or, <laughs> I keep saying Morgan Freeman. Somerset is not interested in anything yeah. or even shocked by anything that he's saying. He figures it's just another dead end case yeah. and it's just going to go on and on and on. But then he says they were fed to him, which mm. piques his interest because he's starting to think that maybe the killer meant for him to find these pieces of plastic. Yeah. So he goes back to the, the, the gluttony scene. Mm. And funny part of that is, is when he goes to the scene, he goes to cut the tape off the door. And now crime scenes do get sealed off so people don't go in them. But mm. in that scene, the tape's on the inside. So it doesn't really make yeah. any sense. <laughs> I did wonder, like, yeah. how did the guy lock him? I exactly. like the idea that the guy put it on and went, damn, I live here now. And he wasn't worried there <laughs> might be somebody in there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it does that. And then, um, so is there anything else you want to talk about in well, between? Well, yeah, between well, the greed victim was a lawyer. Um, yeah. He defended he uh, a lot of criminals. On. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, his name was Eli Gould. Mm. And what this is the part in the movie, uh, probably the second time I watched it, I was, was trying to figure out what the city was. Yeah. Um, and I even noticed, I even like paused the DVD when I got it to see what the newspaper said. And there is no city name. No city. Yeah. There's no volume. There's no date. Um, I think that's kind of a metaphor for this happens every day in mm. America. Um, and so it, they're talking about this greed victim. He's a high-profile mm. lawyer. They have... Uh, the district attorney doing a press conference while uh, Mills sits in on his first case alone. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's just, you know, he's starting to realize that things aren't going to be so happy and better here. It's going to be a lot of work. And uh, he shuts the TV off and he looks down and he sees the blood and everything. And it's, uh, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to talk about for um, that part. Yeah. So, yeah, so moving on from greed. Um, so also... As I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of mysteries. Like it's my favorite uh, genre. Mm -hmm. um, that and westerns, ironically, which is weird because I don't like my favorite. I, none of my favorite movies are westerns. Mm -hmm. But so, um, and then I liked how it does. Like uh, we found the guy. Like we were like, oh no, don't worry. We we figured it. We found the guy. And then it goes to it, and it's no. This was the next victim, which yeah, I do like that as it's building up. Yeah. Like it, it has like he did like a lab trap like he's like okay you have to do this and this and then that will bring you to this and yep. it's like a slinky kind of um, as you go goes yep. further down that was a weird analogy but anyway so he shows up to the place and uh, I like how when he says um, to like uh, Freeman says to uh, Mills so Somerset says to yep. uh, Mills says. That, like about the SWAT people, like they they love this when they like break down the door and they rush yeah. in. 
They really like it, and then uh, they you're, you're kind of speeding a past past the whole thing. Um, there's a dinner before that. Oh, right. Yeah. So I mean, there's kind of like a character building, a softening so much. So uh, mm -hmm. we were introduced to uh, Brad Pitt's wife, uh, played by Gwyneth Paltrow. Her name's Tracy Mills, mm -hmm. and uh, they show her in the beginning scene. But this is the scene where she calls uh, she calls the office, and mm -hmm. it's an office that's. It, it's going through the stages of changing from Somerset leaving and Mills mm. coming in and they're switching the chairs and they're kind of like talking and stuff. Um, I think we missed the library scene as well before that. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it shows a lot of uh, Somerset using his switchblade. Yeah. And he's throwing it at dartboards and stuff. And, uh, Which and he, it, it, it's driving him nuts that he's not on this case is kind of what it's showing. So he goes to the library. Which that part where he, he's like thrown at the dartboard, I don't know why, but that reminded me of uh, Sean Connery in Untouchables. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, you know, when, uh, so that's, it's, it's a good movie. Yep. When he's uh, in his apartment and stuff like that. I don't know why. Like, I'm pretty sure he's not throwing anything. I don't know why, just that scene. There's a lot of scenes that have nothing to do with other scenes, but it reminds me of it. Yeah, Just, I, I think, I think what the they really want to do is, is they keep focusing on his switchblade. Mm -hmm. He uses it in a lot of scenes, like uh, in in that particular scene, mm -hmm. um, he uh, he's, he's throwing it at the dartboard, and, and he actually in real life threw that at the dartboard. It wasn't a, a spit take of any mm -hmm. kind. They didn't do it in post. He actually threw it at the dartboard and it hit the dartboard, so they mm -hmm. used that take. So he he's obviously stirring in the night, and he goes to the library. And the library actually it it tells you a lot of things about him. Is He's old, older and methodical. Mm -hmm. he, he goes and he searches these things. Even the security guards of this library, they're playing poker. And he actually mentions that. He says, gentlemen, um, world of knowledge at your fingertips. And what do you do? You play poker all night. Oh, yeah. So yeah. one of the librarians, that, or the, one of the security guys says, says oh, how, what we got culture coming out of our ass. And, and he puts on this... Uh, I, I don't want to even quote who the, uh, it's a classical piece, mm. um, and it sets kind of a montage. I, I do like the music in this movie, like they do have like a lot of like, mm -hmm. uh, I want to say instrumental, what's it called? Uh, it's Dirty Soul in a way, it's, yeah. it's kind of like they've got some Marvin Gaye in there, they've got of course Nine Inch Nails, they've got some classical music, they have some more uh, grunge and, and yeah. heavy, heavy kind of thing to set the tone. Um, yeah. The soundtrack is, is taken care of, uh, I, th I think, by Trent Reznor. He did a lot of stuff. The score is by Howard Shore, which is really yeah. good. Um, so, at the dinner. So, we're at the dinner. Yep. So, at the dinner, um, this is where uh, Somerset finds out that uh, uh, Mill's wife is pregnant, but Mill's yeah. doesn't know yet. Yep. Which ends up being... No, 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 no. That, that's later. That's later? I yep. thought it was then. Nope. No. No, because okay. never mentions never mentions the pregnancy thing. Which, in in me watching it for this this podcast, I realized that um, even though she admits that she's pregnant later, she's drinking wine on the Tuesday, and on Friday she admits she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that baby. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a detail that got missed. I I thought it would have been neat to kind of see her avoiding alcohol yeah. and it kind of be something later so i mean well, yeah, i thought you were supposed to rip this movie apart yeah, yeah. You, you shouldn't drink while you're pregnant because then i pop out that's yeah. not good yeah yeah but, it but, explains so many things um but yeah so uh dinner scene and 
Yeah. So. Okay, so yeah, they have dinner and they're they're bonding. The vibrating apartment scene is is pretty funny. Oh yeah. They were get, shown this apartment mm -hmm. only five minutes at a time. It kind of shows you what the city's like. Even the real estate mm -hmm. agents are shysters. Um, but like they're really bonding now. So like now they they're it's after dinner, mm -hmm. and uh, it's, it's all those little nuances that make this movie so great. Is uh, they're sitting looking at the crime scene photos for both both of the sins. Just one second. Okay. Um, they're looking at both crime scenes for the photos and uh, in the middle of it Brad Pitt gets up, stretches his neck and he says, I'm going to get another beer. You want a beer? And he says, wine please. And he comes back, puts a beer down there and there's a wine in like a drinking glass. It's not in a wine yeah. glass or anything, but Morgan Freeman doesn't, or no, sorry, Somerset <laughs> totally doesn't notice it until the par apartment vibrates again. And that kind of shows you how he's getting used to Mills's life and, and mm -hmm. what he's like, because he doesn't even look just the, vi it starts, yeah. starts shaking. Brad Pitt put, or <laughs> Mills puts his hand on his beer and Somerset grabs the glass and that's when he notices that it's in the incorrect yeah. glass. So it kind of shows that he's kind of, you know, he's kind of a mess. He doesn't really, he doesn't go with class. His, his ties are bad. His, mm -hmm. his, he doesn't know what wine glass goes in what. And I also noticed that their dinner, even though they were done, mm -hmm. there was so much food left on their plates. <laughs> I love that about movies when they, they go, whatever, no one's going to notice it. And then and everyone notices yeah. it. Like, what? See, Brad Pitt is known for eating in a lot of his movies. And you don't really see him eating in that, in that particular scene. Wait, so... Actually, no, I'll mention Oh, then, he, then he's he talks about, a, he's like, he talks about a quote that he found in the mm. greed scene, and that's the pound of flesh, no more, no less. Yeah. And that's from the Merchant of Venice. And that's when Brad Pitt, or <laughs> Mills is like, didn't see it. <laughs> and he's talking, obviously, about a book. But more, uh, Somerset is, is totally mm. in tune with who Mills is now, and he's not correcting him anymore. So it's yeah. kind of showing him that they are now a team. Yeah, he talks about the medieval sermons, the seven cardinals of uh, virtue, seven deadly sins. Mm -hmm. um, and then he starts talking about a forced attrition, which is, is, is very important to all this stuff. Yeah. Um, because it, it's when you, uh, forced attrition is when you believe something, but not because you, of your love for God. And, mm -hmm. and Brad Pitt eloquently puts it, because someone's got a gun to your fucking head. <laughs> um. Is that it for the dinner? Is that well, like they, well see, then they go to the safe house where the lawyer's wife is and because there was a picture oh, of her yeah. with her, okay. her, her yeah. blood in her eyes. So she points out the painting that's upside down, which leads them to the investigation of finding okay. the uh, fingerprints underneath the painting. And then they have the, the fingerprints spell out, help me. Yep. And uh, which, and like, so then they do the fingerprint stuff and it ends up showing them towards... Uh, which also, I gotta say, it's kind of, I, I think it's uh, very clever of that he's like circled the eyes and like, okay, we'll go to her and see what yep. she can see. And then like, okay, the painting's upside down. And then they brush the things over and then, yeah, the fingerprints spell, help me. And then they uh, figure out that the, the uh, fingerprints are to this guy who is, has been arrested for assault, uh, rape, and stuff like that. So they're like, okay, and they're pretty sure. And also because he was raised Christian, like very Christian. Catholic. Catholic, sorry. Yeah. So th they think, they're like, that. this is the guy. This is definitely the guy. So, and then... Um, but Mills and Somerset yeah. don't ag uh, agree that they don't think that this could yeah, possibly yeah. So be like, the guy. They're walking out, and uh, uh, Mills turns to Somerset and goes, 
you don't you don't think this is it, right? Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. So, and and coincidentally, the lawyer that defended him in his last case, which was uh, I think a uh, something to do with a minor. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I was trying to rape a minor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was Eli Gold the guy that was killed as the 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 greed murder oh. victim? Okay, so yeah, so they they do a, an insane mm. police raid, like a SWAT raid on this place. Which I love how intense the yeah. SWAT people are because they're into it. Yeah, and they uh, they find the guy in bed and they like. But, well, the over. even the the cop cars coming out of the station are oh. bottoming out as they go up the ramp. It was mm. just like. Uh, I don't think any police officer would try and ruin the car he's going to use. So. Yeah. And they, they, they tag along, too. The detectives yeah. tag along, too. There's actually a deleted scene that, that has them discussing. Mm. Like, hey, you want to tag along? You know, finish this, see what's going on, see a look at his face. So that kind of explains more yeah. why they're at the scene. But, yeah, and then they go there, and then, uh, yeah, the guy walks up, he's like, uh... I forget what the exact word he uses. It's like swap like, before dicks. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. That's, they love this is what some were saying. Yeah, they love this. And then yeah. they broke in and they go around and they find the guy in the bed and they turn to him. And I forget what the exact words that he said, but something like wakey-wakey something. Uh, wake up, you piece of shit. I think it's something <laughs> like that. Um, Sack of shit or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then uh, they go in and it's it looks like something I heard of Walking Dead. Like it's oh, yeah. creepy. Like it, yeah. It's the most like I got. This is one of the best things I gotta say for the makeup. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, so seventeen-year-old Derek mm. in the movie theater, Park Full Theater in Goddard when I was seventeen. Yes, I was told about this movie in a law class and everything. And it was it was uh, I when I was it was described to me. They said there's gonna be one scene. Yeah, where you're just gonna hit the roof and. It did not disappoint. Just all of a sudden, you think this character's dead, and the sloth victim just starts coughing. And, and the scene, yeah. I, I don't know if you can pull that up there, Jeremy, but uh, the scene is absolutely disturbing. Yeah, it just to see the, coughing uh, and stuff like that. The, yeah, so the guy's face. One thing I gotta say is, yeah. I really like the idea, like, so I like thinking of stupid things in movies. I just really like the idea, so in yeah. the beginning of this scene, there's a lot of air fresheners. I like the idea that, could you imagine, you know, sitting at your... You know, part-time job. Some guy walks in, just a shopping cart full of air conditioner, uh, like air yeah. fresheners, and goes, "I like to buy these." And you're just like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah. Like, that must be the weirdest thing ever. Then, could you imagine yeah, seeing this in the sure. news, going, "That was that guy." That was oh that guy God. for sure. But you know, I think th that also leads to the whole theme of this movie is that the apathetic nature of people mm. is, if it doesn't concern them, they don't care. Yeah. They uh, sure you buy like five million air fresheners. You can you can get that mailed to you, even though there was really not a presence of the internet then. Yeah. You can get that mailed to you, and it's disturbing how many things you can get given to you without ever having to show your name or your face. He's John Doe by nature, which we'll, we will get to. And um, so yeah, so he cuts. Off, so he also has his arm missing, which is how they get yeah. it to it, and then it says sloth. But and if you look really close, you can actually see his real arm underneath. Funny thing about the uh, sloth victim actor is uh, when he got the job, he weighed 85 pounds or 86 pounds. Mm -hmm. And as a joke, David Fincher said to him, "Well, you got the job, but if you could lose eight, uh, lose six more pounds, that'd be great." And he was joking with him, but he showed up on set 80 pounds. So he's a skinny guy. Another yeah. fact, and I mean, this is me being the absolute nerdiest at my nerdiest. Mm. I looked at the crime scene photos and I looked at the uh, like the, just through the movie. I pressed pause and I read for any details because I was looking for dates and, and see how it, things added up. Yeah. This particular rap sheet for Victor is his mm -hmm. name. Uh, 
um, Theodore Allen was his uh, yeah. actual name. Um, they say that he was born in 1935 or something. It, it basically t turned out that in 95, he would be 60 years old, and he does not look 60. No, he looks pretty good for 60. Even the that. first photo that they had there, he, he didn't look 60. So yeah, no. the, the, the detail on that, uh, I think, would be changed uh, if that movie was made today. Yeah. But, yeah, so, um, which, yeah, again, just talking about the great makeup job on that, and they also talk about how he's a drug dealer. Mm -hmm. And, again, that does come back later. Um, so yeah, it, it's just, it was a really good scene, and I never, so I, I, I didn't catch this, and probably because I was half asleep during sure. the scene. Um, he, he, he ends up dying, like the guy that, he's, he's still alive when they find him. Well, yeah, the, they're, they're trying to talk to, they want to talk to him, and they said, um, even if his brain was not mush, which it is, mm. he chewed off his own tongue a long time ago. Yeah. And they said, is there actually any, any chance this man will live? And he said, he would die of shock right now if you were to shine a flashlight right in his face. Mm. And uh, he's been through more torture than anyone I know, give or take. And he still has hell to look forward to. So, no, he didn't live. Yeah, it never really say. showed him die, but, I mean, he, yeah. was, he wasn't useful in the investigation. I got to say, though, it would, like, like um... I'm not going to go into the medical field at all. Okay. I couldn't do it. Uh, my whole family passes away when they go into hospitals. So, but just thinking, could you imagine being the ambulance driver and you're like, okay, we need your help, and you go in and you see that? And yeah. I'm like, nah. Good. Yeah. And you know, like, and, and that today. could that could lead to the apathy as well, right? Mm. So, um, okay, so that that night, like, I mean, that was quite a day. I mean, imagine mm. going home and saying. How's your day, honey? Oh, well. <laughs> well, I, we thought we caught this guy that's been killing people with the seven deadly sins, but... but no surprise, he was dying. And he was kept barely alive for a whole year, deteriorating, and he had tubes yeah. and, and everything in his apartment. And now, I can't just go to sleep. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, Brad, Brad Detective Mills, Mills has a shower, and that's when Tracy gets on the old horn there and calls... Uh, his partner, the only person she knows in town, to meet him at a diner the next day. So then that goes into Friday. Okay. It's on okay. Friday now. So on in Friday they go to a breakfast place. And I mean I'm a food guy. I I liked paying attention to food and mm -hmm. drinks and movies and uh it's a real close up of people frying eggs and stuff and it's kind of a greasy spoon kind of diner mm. and which obviously sets the tone for the whole movie too. Yeah. And uh they basically talk um, they talk about uh, talk about she used to be a, a kindergarten teacher and the schools and the conditions are terrible and mm -hmm. she's she's really doing this for her man and and you know Somerset being a detective that he is he uh, he knows that something else is up so mm -hmm. he finally gets out of her that she's pregnant and uh, he goes through some similar experiences that he's had with people that are pregnant and he kind of makes her smile a little bit. And then the pager goes off, um, and uh, he has to go. So this is what they're doing. And now they're at the back of the precinct. They're waiting, and Mills is just freaking it out, freaking mm. out. But why are we just waiting for this guy? We mm. should be out there. And he's like, "What? What can we do?" And he's talking about how he's methodical and thinking about what he might have been reading. And then he mentions one line, which. Every movie's got a Star Wars reference, right? Yeah. And he says, just because he's got oh, a library card. Right. There you go. Just because he's putting his hand in my Yoda again. Okay. Yeah, there it is. Just because he's got a library card doesn't make him Yoda. 
which makes Morgan Freeman, which is actual named Somerset. <laughs> he actually, he says, uh, how much money do you got? So he pulls together some money. And this is, this is I find this is very interesting that mm-hmm. um, even though he's the cop, he starts to kind of show his dark side where yeah. he kind of uses the bends the law a little bit to get some information which gets the plot really rolling and really makes mm. you makes you kind of like interested in the cop i wanted to be a cop after seeing this stuff um i really? thought this i is, had the opposite take i was like yeah. i want to be the farthest away yeah. from law possible well see like this is before tv shows like csi were on tv yeah. and stuff so like it's the same kind of vein as the, the investigation mm. and stuff so um he uh they basically they have an FBI informant um, friend of the bureau is what they call yeah. it, and they meet at this uh, disgusting pizza place. But it, it definitely tells you a little bit about uh, the difference between Mills and and mm-hmm. uh, and Somerset, and you kind of see the OCD in in uh, Somerset as well. His he's always folding the napkins. He does that at the dinner scene at uh, Mills's apartment too. Yeah. Um, so they get the. They get the information they're needing, and they find out this this guy's name's John Doe, and all the movies, that, or the sorry, the movies, yeah. the books that he reads, and uh, they decide to just go and visit, go talk to him, and yeah. uh, says, uh, "Use your so- silver tongue for have Mills talk to him." But while they're knocking on the door, John Doe shows up, drops his groceries, which coincidentally disappear after they run down the hallway after him. Yeah, and it it starts a, uh, a a chase, the only chase scene really in the movie. Um, you said you don't like chase scenes, right? I actually. I'm What'd you not... think of this one? Okay, so this is my gripe about chase scenes. Mm-hmm. I understand why we have them. Mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of good movies. Like again, I I love the I well I should say I love I like the chase scene for Blues Brothers. It's yep. good. It's upbeat. Yep. And I get why they have them. So when I watch a movie, I don't go. Oh, which I didn't have it. I go, okay, this is a thing that has to happen. Whatever. Yep. Um, is it because you don't always understand what's going on in a chase scene? There's no, so much going on? What just, is it? I don't know what it is about them. I just don't like them. Like, I'm a more bigger fan, I'm a bigger fan of just dialogue and, like, again, me being a fan of mysteries, I like also go, yeah. oh, I just caught that. That's a small thing. Where it seems, especially nowadays, all chase scenes are jumpy cuts and shaky cameras yeah. and... For, for, for 3D for 3D purposes. Yeah, and you're sitting there going like this, like, "Oh my God, things are happening." But you know, like this this scene, and it, it's kind of showing it now. Yeah, I don't know if that goes on the other screen too, but mm. um, it, it, it's it's gritty and it's it's confusing, mm. and uh, you don't really know exactly whether he's going to catch him. But I mean, he looks out the window, and yeah. all of a sudden, there he is shooting at him. And who knows if John Doe's idea is because obviously he's not trying to kill Mills. Yeah. But uh, he clearly is is trying to get away, and uh, it's it's funny in, in real life in this movie, Brad Pitt actually injured himself, broke his arm, mm. and it was actually sticking out yeah. of his actual skin, and they actually didn't even use that take. Um, and you, it's evident through the movie too, like yeah. in, especially in the scene when he's uh, in his office yeah. talking to his wife before they get invited for dinner. He's actually you can see the the cast underneath his his mm. uh his jacket and his watches on the cast um special effects where it had a lot to be desired for then and um, it probably wasn't yeah. a huge detail either but they definitely worked they it was they were planning on giving him a different injury but mm-hmm. they worked his broken arm into it anyways so they needed a reason yeah. to knock on this door 
so after after they chase John Doe, um, Mills, the hothead that he is, kicks the door in, and uh, they basically that's another thing that Somerset figures out too is that they can say that somebody called them, yeah, a, a homeless person, and they really. I can't believe that the cops bought that story. Yeah, Because <laughs> really, he should be walking for, for what they had already done and, yeah. and did a terrible job covering up. Um, just a side thing. So when they're doing this chase scene, he goes into a kid's house, mm -hmm. like in a house with the kids. Could you imagine being those kids? Yeah. Saying, what happened? Well, a man broke in, uh, shot at our bathroom window, and then left. Yeah. 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 Well, and they I just pointed the window. It's, it's, a, it's, it's very subtle. Watching He-Man. Yeah, it's uh, were they watching He-Man? I have no idea. Yeah. They're watching something. See, I Pretty thought they were they playing were. video games, but uh, I, I couldn't really quite tell. Um, um, but yeah, so they do yeah. this big chase scene. Um, very like again, me not being a big fan of chase scenes and stuff like that, and this being a very uh, one of the only things that I think is good in it, like which is contradictory because I said that I like the Blues Brothers Okay, one. so what's what's good about I it? I do like this because it's multi-layered. Like you got Mills doing the main chase and stuff like that, and then you have Somerset, old, slow, just kind of yeah. running in the background going, you know. See, what, what I got from that is Mills has something to prove because he's just starting. Yeah. Um, Somerset knows for a fact mm -hmm. that he's they're going to catch him or they're not. Mm-hmm. It's not going to matter what he does. He's not jumping from a building to hurt himself. Yeah. John Doe does spare Mills's life, which is is awesome. And I thought the movie was just going to take a terrible turn from there. Dark turn. Okay. So um, after they had all that information, they got the uh, basically the way the the warrant to get into the place. Yeah. They get a good look at John Doe's apartment, which is. The art department did a heck of a job. They, those mm -hmm. notebooks in that apartment are all handwritten. Mm. Um, they yeah. probably certainly didn't there, need to go into that much detail. Rumor. There's a rumor. Like it's not, and it's. I think it's kind of just like the internet's job to make this rumor about every movie that's okay. ever had writing in it. But there's a rumor that they actually wrote all those books. Like that guy sat there and scribbled. That's not books. a rumor. It, they actually did. Yeah, uh, oh. The per set design. If you see in the um, in the commentary on the DVD, they mm. talk about it. And it, it was just like they actually were like trying to get into the mind of yeah. of what, what John Doe would be like, and writing up, just pouring his thoughts. I mean, not all the yeah. books in the scene are written, but the ones that you ones. look at, yeah. and the ones that you're pulling off the shelf, mm. it's all written. I mean, in some yeah. of the scenes, you actually see the pages look the same, even yeah. when they turn open it, but. Um, it was all handwritten by the set designers. God, I'd hate to be there. What are you doing today? Writing books again. Yeah, it's fun. But yeah, like it, and like yeah, I just said it was a rumor because I know uh, The Shining has the same rumor that that uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kubrick. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick apparently sat there and typed it out, and then people were like, oh no, actually Kubrick's typewriter has a repeat function or something like that. I forget what the exact oh, yeah. function was, and they're like, oh, it did that. But if you look at it, it has mistakes, and a lot of them are different. So it's like. People actually think that he sat there and wrote it all, which would be crazy considering yeah. how much pages that is, Neat. especially from back then. Okay, so uh, while they're in the apartment, like, I mean, we could get into all the crazy stuff in the apartment. Like, yeah, they find his funds. They find zero fingerprints in there. Yeah. They find uh, a bathtub full of, uh, like, photos. He's, he's developing his own photos. Mm -hmm. Mills finds a photo of himself, which they found at the uh, the, sl uh, the sloth scene. Yeah. Um, 
they they ran into John Doe. He was actually there. So like now they're like we had him and we let him go, but mm. they really didn't have him. He was on there in his own reconnaissance for mm. uh, for reasons that mean that reporters pay a lot of money for police yeah. information and they pay well. That's another thing that uh, Somerset lets Mills know to say like look, don't write everybody off. Don't dismiss yeah. people as crazy. You know, like some of these people you'll need in, in your years of, mm. uh, of being a, a cop in this city. Um, so they're going in and they, they, see, a, they see cases. And one of the cases has the tomato sauce from the gluten, or the gluten, yeah. gluten. The gluten scene? <laughs> the gluten scene. That's a Why different gluten? movie completely. <laughs> we'll talk about the recast. <laughs> Gluttony. <laughs> the eighth oh. sin. Anyways, <laughs> sorry if you're a... Celiac disease, uh, not talking about you. Um, anyways, uh, they find there's, a, um, there's some books from the law office. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the prop was from the sloth victim, but it, there was, there yeah. was seven was cases. The was oh, it was the hand. It was the, yeah. Victor's hand. So the fourth picture, which we hadn't seen the next um, victim yet, um, is a picture of, um, of a prostitute, basically. Um, mm. They say, who's the blonde? She looks like a pro. Yeah. Um, and then there's a receipt to this Wild Bill's leather, which is where they go next. Yeah, and then they see the next one, which is lust. Which, well, I mean, it is, it's, uh, it's another scene talking about the theme of apathy where the, the Wild Bill leather, mm. he'll make anything for performance art. He, he, loves, he loves the craziest, and, the, and the, mm. the, the sicker it is, the more he gets. And he actually says that he thinks he undercharged him. And it doesn't actually show you what it is. But he, they do question, you made this for him? Yeah. And then his pager goes off, and then, then Mill, or Somerset says to Mills, we found the blonde. Yeah. So they go to this crazy loud club, and it just, it's, it's a song called, uh, by uh, Gravity Kills. I remember liking that song, basically because I love this uh, movie. And they can't get the music shut off. And there's chaos going on, and they go. The detectives go to this room where mm. the next victim is, and the police officers in the scene are like, "Are you guys homicide? You got to see this." And it's just a fellow laying on a bed with something protruding out his crotch area with a sheet over top of him, and he's freaking out. They show mm. they don't actually show you the victim. Yeah, I mean, they definitely. I wouldn't want to see what happened to her. No, because it's like it's a knife. Yeah, so basically, yeah, it's a leather strap-on, strap, strap on, basically, yeah, strap but on. it's a knife instead of, like, the uh, standard pleasure. Yeah. So And lust is written on the, the door in blood. Mm. Um, so then they go to, like, they interrogate the, uh, the owner of the club, who basically, again, apathetic. Yeah. He's, he says, I didn't see anything weird because everything that happens in here is weird. Yeah. Um, everybody's got a case under their hand. Like there's mm. no way I could d decide from one person to the next, yeah. which is probably why John Doe chose that place. Um, and just the, the sheer horror in, uh, the character that actually had the thing strapped to him. Um, he actually didn't sleep for days to prepare yeah. for the role. And, uh, he, he tried to hyperventilate and he ended mm. up actually having a real freak out, and uh, David Fincher convinced him to use it, use that take, and, and do it. I actually I have, I have a fun fact for this real okay. quick. So um, I forget what the actor's name was, and I, I can't even tell you what movie this, this actor was in. But he's an older actor. <laughs> That's um, a good start. Yeah, yeah, it's a great start. Uh, <laughs> what movie are you talking about? Well, no, I'm, I, it relates to this movie. Okay, sure. So 
Um, either way, like this is a very good actor and stuff like that. And he was talking to the guy that was in the scene, and uh, they they were talking about their different forms of acting. And he goes, "Oh yeah, you know, I st stand up for nights, you know, trying to prepare for this." <laughs> and this guy just turns to him and goes, "Why don't you just try acting?" <laughs> and I was like, "That's funny. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. But yeah, that's like." Good. I love the process of actors yeah. and those stories and stuff, and I, I do. And I like the cynical nature mm. of people to say, "If you're a good actor, you don't need yeah, to do those need, kinds of things." You don't things. need to hurt yourself. But you know, you, you you hear stories about like Heath Ledger in the in the Dark Knight. You hear stories about. Uh, yeah. I, I almost said Jared Leto, but I Jared know Leto. you. I know you're really hard soft spot oh, about uh, Suicide, Squad. Suicide Squad. Last time I'll mention it. But no, he actually did very. Yeah. Good. I, 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 well, we won't review that one ever, so don't worry about it. Um, um, okay, so he, he's the one thing that he keeps the the it's Leland Orser is the actor's mm -hmm. name that is the the um, lust. Yeah. I guess killer because <laughs> he yeah. ended up killing uh, her. He told her he told boring. her to rape the girl. Um, um, yeah. So he he says God help me, and it's like yeah. that's basically should be the line. For every character in this movie, is like God help it's us all. Line. God help us. Um, so they they're discussing about uh, you know he's just a man. Like they they have they go to the bar after, and uh, and they're discussing about you know why you care about people and and basically uh, Mills says that he has to care about people because he has a wife and he has yeah. a future ahead of him and. And he he wants to write off uh, Somerset's reason for uh, for quitting is because he's quitting. He yeah. wants to believe all these things because he's quitting. And 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 Mills is like, no, I can't. But uh, Somerset says something funny. He talks about, uh, you know, if if he ends up being Satan, if he ends up being like, you know, the devil himself, that it's, might exceed yeah. their expectations. But, not, but really, honestly, he's just a guy. He came up with a crazy idea and uh, it's, it's just, it's not going to live up to your expectations. And, and he goes back to throwing his knife in his apartment again. Which, so just skipping ahead real quick um, to it, but even like when he does say that, Again, I, I really like do like the actor who plays uh, John Doe, mm -hmm. but in this movie, I'm like, he seems like the most normal guy ever. Like, I, I feel like he'd be in a cubicle. Like, it's just like, yep. I was like, that was that's a really good pick, just for that reason. And yep. when we do the recast, I'd be. And I, I don't know, I I don't remember seeing Kevin Spacey in anything before that. I, I can say Kevin Spacey, I mean, if you haven't seen mm -hmm. the movie. Why are you watching this podcast? Yeah, <laughs> um, they, they definitely kept him out of the press, and they, mm. they, it was a surprise. You heard his voice when they were in the apartment when he called them. Mm. Um, did I mention that? The, oh, the phone rang, and they we, we yeah. didn't talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah, he he played a great mm. role, and uh, you kind of get the idea that you're going to meet the guy soon. Anyway, mm. so um, then. That's that, okay. Now we're going into Sunday, so we're going. We're yeah, getting so to pride. near the end of the movie here. Yeah. Um, there's there's allusions towards the the end of the plot here. The yeah. uh, the the cops are like, uh, your wife called again. Mm. Get an answering machine, Mills. Um, mm. And uh, they're they're. Uh, this is Somerset actually says, I'm going to stay on until this thing's over. Um, mm. Keep me on as your partner, and it's up to Mills to mm. allow that to happen. So. They're choosing that in that same scene as they're walking into the precinct. The, the, a taxi stops, and in a crazy turn of events, the killer 
mm. pre presents himself in the police precinct. Which okay, with blood all over him. I love I I love this scene for one reason. So like, um, it's a great reveal of a character. So for example, um, just talking for a second about great reveals. We did kind of skip Pride, but okay. Yeah, we'll we'll go back yep. to that in a second. Um, sure. Just like talking about great reveals. Um, my two favorite reveals of all time are A, Indiana Jones from uh, Raiders. Okay. Like when it does the final review of him, I think that's cool. And also, again, John Doe from Seven. Just because of the idea that you know you have three more to go. Yep. You're like, okay. You, you well, see, they see I, I was thinking you were going to say that too, yeah. because they find the pride victim, which basically is. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. They got yeah, two more. She has her nose yeah. cut off. She's given a phone and, a, and sleeping pills in her hand. She's mm -hmm. given the choice if she calls for help, she'll live, mm -hmm. but she'll be disfigured, or she can take sleeping pills and just put herself out of her misery. Yeah. Short, long and the short of it is, yeah. she chose the sleeping pills. So, yeah. so he, he does have five victims, and yeah. he's got sorry, two yeah. more, and they he, don't believe that this is over. Yeah, so. Again. They, they just so they're at. They know they have two more. Yeah. And they're saying oh, we got two more. And you, as an audience member, is going, okay. So we at least got one more before we're probably gonna see this person. Yep. And it's a subtle scene. Like they're just talking and stuff like that. All of a sudden you hear, uh, detective, detective. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, oh whoa, that's that, didn't, that's him. Didn't the hair on the back of your yeah, neck stand up? And happened. it's just a great reveal because a you're not respect you're not expecting it, but it's not one of those ones where it's like comes out of the. Like it comes out of the blue mm -hmm. in a nice way, and you're like, "Oh, oh, yeah. wow, that's." And yeah. then covered in blood and stuff like that, yeah. and it, it's a really good scene. And then he goes in for questioning. Well, if you, if you think about the, the that scene, like, I, and I know this just because I watch it so many times. I think I've covered that. I do watch this movie a lot. Yeah, the, this is the half hour near the like. This is the last half hour of the movie, mm -hmm. and there isn't a scene in the last half hour of the movie that is is. You could not edit any of that out. Yeah, no. It's this actually very... won an Oscar for editing, mm. um, but uh, they they go into the car um, and they they basically they make a deal um, like a blackmail deal with uh, John Doe's lawyer to take them him out to the next to the last two bodies. Yeah, and you know the medical examiner or they did a quick mm. they did a quickie is what they said they did a quickie on Doe. Yeah, and they have blood from him cutting his fingertips blood from the pride victim, and blood from an, a, an unknown party, a third unknown party, which is ridiculous, because why wouldn't they be yeah. able to find out the third one if they did a quickie on the rest of them? Mm. Anyways, mm. they have this amazing scene driving out to the desert. Yeah. Um, where they get to know John Doe a little bit, and John Doe kind yeah. of like starts to kind of dig into Mills a little bit. Um, but Where, some of the stuff he says, you're just hanging off every word that Kevin Spacey says. I, see, the funny thing for me is during this scene, just because like, I've seen it before, obviously, yep, so I yep. knew what was going to happen. The whole scene, I kind of had like kind of a, a laughing ironicness of when he's sitting there and Mills is making fun of uh, dosing. This, you know, this is nothing. I don't know why you think this affects me and stuff like that. He's just digging into him, and I'm sitting there going, Oh, you. Yeah, you and are he actually so says wrong. that. He goes, uh, Well, you make sure when this thing happens, you let me know. He goes, mm. Oh, you won't miss a thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I wish I remembered what I felt like watching that, but I remember sitting on the edge of my seat in the park theater mm. going, How is this going to end? <laughs> like, what is going it, yeah, on? Yeah, and it's like, it's a big thing. And for some reason, me watching this movie, even though seeing before, for some reason, I thought they, like, MV was a different one. And okay. then as soon as it happened, I went, 
Oh yeah, never yeah. Mind. They tied it together yeah. kind of quickly and neatly, and it's yeah. doesn't really. There isn't really a victim for the envy. Yeah. Um, you mean uh, well, well, wait, wait, wait. Actually, before because uh, we're, yeah. we're not going to start talking yeah. about the very end. I do a spoiler because this is now direct spoiler. Part. Like we are talking about the very end. This is when everything bad yeah. happens. So, ter- like, turn the sound back on after that's gone, or skip ahead till that's gone. So, last two. Okay, so they're taking them out. They they find this spot, and and I mean we could get into all the stuff that John Doe's doing. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely leads towards how the movie's going to end and stuff. Mm. He's getting kind of excited, and like he's he's more he's he's kind of mentions that he's um, it is he's mm. doing the Lord's work, but he does take a little bit of uh, enjoyment in it, and he yeah. does discuss how he talks about each victim. He's like talks about how the um, they should be secretly thanking the uh, the greed for for killing the lawyer um, that puts away or lets all these good people free for the cops to have to go get them again. Yeah. The gluttony victim, how he's like, if you were if you saw him in a restaurant, you wouldn't be able to finish your meal. Yeah, the drug dealing petter ass that uh, just is is a, mm. you know a, a spike in society. Um, a woman that can't go on living beautiful mm. that uh, she so she has to cut her fa- yeah she can't. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, he he's he. That's when that's when Mills calls them innocent. So mm-hmm. he starts to get kind of angry about the fact that the Mills doesn't quite understand yeah. it. But I mean, Somerset understands where Mills is coming from because he. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had to get Cliff Notes to do yeah. uh, to to figure out how how to you know come up with mm-hmm. his plan of how he did the the killing and stuff. Um, so let's take it. He, they take him out to the desert. They put him out in the mm-hmm. desert. They find a dead dog, which is a pretty funny scene where he's, he's says, like, what is it? Me. Dead dog. That wasn't me. I didn't do that. <laughs> I, I do like dead that pan like, face. Where he's like, uh, uh, that, that wasn't what I'm here yeah. for. Yeah, you think that's what I did? Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, I um, finale with a dead canine. But yeah, if you're talking about the cinematography, of course, the, the, it was all shot without the helicopters at first. Yeah. And then they went back after. The helicopter and, scenes are iconic. And, and, and they're, they're definitely necessary. Um, mm. But like once you get into the near the end, you don't mm. see any helicopters until the whole thing's done. Yeah. Um, but they, there's an excellent scene. Um, I don't know if you could bring up the, the ending scene there. Um, there's a scene where John Doe is the the camera is set low, shooting up, and the sun is directly behind um, John Doe's head. Mm. So it kind of shows his journey. He's he's planning on going to heaven, and yeah. uh, you kind of see that he's kind of this is his final final stand. run to it. Yeah. Um, and th- th- there's Mills and there's Somerset, and then all of a sudden a van starts coming down. Is is there any? Th- thing that you wanted to talk about before that obviously no, no, that no. build-up of that scene is amazing after, after the van i'd like to uh, that's when i'd like to speak okay sure other the, than that you get you get the van comes down the hill and uh somerset sets after it and mm-hmm. uh john doe says it's good that we have time alone with mills yeah um so the van gets stopped um th- some some people are thinking it's going to be a, a bomb or something mm-hmm. so they're talking about the bomb squad um, this this guy says that John Doe gave me this package. Mm. Said to deliver it here right at seven o'clock. A lot of seven o'clock references. Um, dinner at the apartment yeah. was seven. This was seven. Um, so he gets the box out and he sets it on the ground and he yeah. gets out his. He decides he's going to open it and of course this is the whole reason why he's had his switchblade through the whole movie. Mm. He opens his switchblade and he opens the box. Is that where you want to get to? 
Yeah, okay, so, again, this the only reason I want this part is because I'm a giant fan of mysteries, and mm -hmm. again, like me growing up watching Alfred Hitchcock Presents. This, this is, is literally the mystery box, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, if you haven't watched this movie, then again, spoiler warning is on, you should go watch that. It's a really good movie, especially this part. As a huge mystery fan, you need to see this. Yeah, if you're even if you fan. haven't seen this movie, you've yeah. probably heard about this part. Yeah. So... Um, he opens up the box and you don't really understand for a bit what it is. Like, but it never it, shows you. It never shows what it is and all of a sudden he goes, oh my god, oh my god. Like, There's he, blood. He, he's freaking out and me knowing obviously what was in the box. Yeah. Now, and it, it being like known as what's in the box. Yeah. And then it cuts back to, and then he goes, oh my god. Oh my, and then he, uh, he closes the box, leaves it there. And says, "Okay, get like Mills needs to get like takeaways. Like Mills needs to get rid of his gun, like and tells everyone like to back away. Yeah. And he runs in the field and like uh, Mills is like, what, what, like what, what's going on? What was in the box? And he's like, no, throw away the gun. And then uh, what's in the box? Doe says, what's in the box? Sex. Basically, <laughs> very blatantly says it's your wife's head. Like yeah. more. He doesn't actually say that. He he, he, uh, said, he alludes to He it. says, I, uh, and I, I read yeah. some stuff about the words that John Doe uses. Mm -hmm. Every sentence that he says has a piercing word towards Mills. Mm -hmm. And Mills is trying not to pay attention to him. He says, I visited your home yeah. after your life. I wanted to, have, I wanted to live your Taste life. Taste a simple life. But when he mentions, like, and, and like I said, Mills is like, Obviously distraught, he doesn't know what's going on. He wants to, wants confused. answers. Yeah. But as soon as he says Tracy, yeah. he doesn't take his gaze off John Doe. Yeah. He might look down in disgust, but he is like yeah. completely ready for what is next. And and yeah, so it alludes to it. And it, again, it's a very famous scene of what's in the box, what's in the box, and it comes down to the point where, and then I, I like when John Doe goes, "I told you, I told you what was in the box. Why are you still asking?" Basically. Well, like, he, the, the actual line is, you. he told you, which yeah, I don't think you. makes a whole lot of sense, because I never yeah. heard Somerset actually tell him yeah, what's in never, the box. I, 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 I doe morally lose it. And then, yeah. so, and then after Mills finally realizes what's in the box, he, it's, so, everyone, in, in a director term, as I everyone. love film, everyone has a favorite part, just to put in a simpler shot, of a, someone getting shot. Yep. Alfred Hitchcock loved the anticipation of pulling the trigger. Yep. Quentin Tarantino loves the actual bang of it. Like he makes yep. it loud and stuff like that. My favorite part is after when you have to when you have to deal with it. I like when people deal with stuff. I don't like when it's just simple or when that yep. part. I like them dealing with it. Which is why I really love the scene because where in most movies it's they shoot them and then they deal with it. And I really like that. Yeah. Where in this one it's before. He has to deal with like going, do I shoot him and let him win? So Basically, if you're not, if you're wondering where Envy and Rap is, so the plan is, is so Doe envies Mill's life. And he yep. says, so I am Envy, so you need to kill me so I can be Envy and you will be Wrath. Yep. The idea of that, which I never really got because that means Wrath will always live. And I thought, was he trying to say Wrath <laughs> is the ultimate, <coughs> Excuse me. like the ultimate sin? Like that is like the big one. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not. Yeah, I, I was never really sure because there isn't really a victim for wrath mm -hmm. other than Tracy. But Tracy didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, she didn't do um, wrath. But it was him mm -hmm. committing the envy. So I guess in a way, it, mm -hmm. it's hard to d discount the whole movie because of that factor. Yeah. But like, um, I think the the point was uh, 
that Fincher's style that he uses a lot more in Fight Club. Yeah. Um, which we'll probably cover at some point because so it's a really good movie. I, I want to talk but, about this real quick. But her okay. face, right? Her face. See, flash of her face, and as soon oh, as yeah. you see her face, that's when he just unloads his clip on, yeah. on him. And now, originally, mm. the ending of this movie was that was it. Yeah. You didn't see anything else. It was just a shot and then done. But they test audiences wanted a little bit more on yeah. it. This is so. This is as I need to be the negative person. I would like to cut something out of this. Sure. Uh, so I re- I really like the scene, and as a person who. I hate how in a lot of action films, how willy-nilly they shoot guns and stuff like that. Because usually they're, like, as a person who has shot guns before, usually they have them way too quiet and they're flinging them around like they're nothing. Where this scene, like, and that's why I like Quentin Tarantino so much, because he puts weight behind each shot. Yeah. Where this did the exact opposite, but still had weight behind it, and I loved it. Where, I like how subtle, like, where it does the close-ups with it, and then there's a wide, like, faraway shot, he shoots them, and then it continues. Yeah, that's how I would have liked it to be. I think they mess up the scene by doing one thing. Which is this? All of a sudden, randomly cutting really close to the gun. I get what they were kind of going for, but I would have really liked if it kept far away and just showed him pick him off and just had that. Yeah. Thing. As as someone that has shot guns yeah. as well, um, the slide doesn't come off until the clip is empty, yeah. and he just keeps going even though the slide came out. Because I, I, I like the idea, like again having it deal with it, and again having a lot of things wait. Yeah. To show that. He's kind of just going, whatever, like, I, I, well, not going whatever, just going, there, it's done. Sure. I would like the idea of, like, just right here, if it can go up. Just so, right here, he shoots, and then does that close-up. Oh, I, I see what you mean. I don't like the close-up. Other than yeah. that, I think this is the best scene from the movie. I love this scene. I love this part. That's the only part I dislike, because for me, it takes me out of it. Yeah. It's like, whoa, it, it seems like they... Yeah, they will show it again here. Yeah, like... It just is very quick. It's kind of like, it's almost like you don't understand that it's a gun. Though it's a gun. Yeah, like to me, all of a sudden I was like, oh, yeah, I knew that he fired it. I'll I'll quote the movie for the first time ever. You and I are in complete agreement. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So that's the movie. That's that's it, start from to finish. Um, I I don't think we missed a single thing. Um, I love this movie so much. I like our notes. How I have so. This. What do What do you think about the acting in it? Oh wait, we can take off the spoiler now. Right. Yeah. Um. So the acting with it. So I think we should do acting and recap all together. Okay, sure. So recap um, or recast? Recast. Sorry. Okay, good. So you want to start as I clean off my thing, mm-hmm. so I can write things again. About the recast? Uh, both. But how you like the acting and the recast? Okay. Well, I think I've I've already kind of discussed that. I think they picked the right people, despite the fact that. Um, originally, this movie was not going to be directed by Fincher. Yeah. Um, and the writer, Andrew Kevin Walker, had a hard time getting studios oh, to read smells. it. And New Line Cinemas actually wasn't a really big um, movie company until after this movie. Um, but, but this was a huge box office success. It went on to DVDs and Blu-rays. Um, but I'm, I'm supposed to be talking about the acting, not mm-hmm. the uh, sales of the movie. Um, Welcome to the sales podcast. But like w- w- the the casting that they did end up with worked out perfectly. I, I had read that Denzel Washington was supposed to play uh, Brad Pitt's character. Um, there was somebody else that was oh, supposed to play uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Basically, every actor. Yeah, there's YouTube videos out if you want to check mm-hmm. those out of of uh, the making and all the things you didn't know about this movie. Is no one really. No one that was in the movie was expected to be in that movie, so it may yeah. it might not have ever happened the way it did without the cast. 
the way they all came in. So um, now I think that since this movie was in 95 and there was no president of the internet, nobody had yeah. cell phones, I think you could redo this movie and do justice to it in volumes. Um, mm. And I think it would be amazing to have more of a John Doe perspective. Um, they actually is graphic novels that take his perspective, which shows his upbringing as a kid and the reason he's doing what he's doing. And it shows him actually doing these things to these victims. It's very graphic. Mm. It's very bloody. I haven't been able to get my hands on it, um, but I definitely want to check it out. Um, but I think it would be even, even it'd be amazing to do a movie just based on John Doe and yeah. not worry so much about the police side of it. But after a lot of consideration, <laughs> well, whatever. don't you go it. down there. Um, so <laughs> after a lot of consideration, I came up with a cast list you came up with cast that list. Uh, I think that y you might even really like. Um, I did try to lean towards our interests. I, I have a, I have an idea. You want to say yours, and then I'll say mine. I think we should write them down, and then we'll deal with them together. Okay. So you, you just write down. Okay. And then so I'm gonna write down. So why don't thing. you talk about uh, the acting? So I, 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 again, I really like the acting. It was really hard to do this, but not as hard as I find as some of the other ones. Like. There was, again, I'll explain it more once we talk about who we picked, but I, again, the acting, there was nothing bad about it. Again, my favorite character in this was um, John Doe. As I find, I really like the idea of him looking like a working class man. And also, the idea of like watching this and see Brad Pitt play this role, but also looking and seeing like him do like Fight Club and uh, Inglorious Bastards and stuff like that, to me, it was even like just showing those two versus this one. Yep. It was kind of different, and even his looks, it was still weird for me to see. Like he understood, like it, it would just seem different. But yeah, the acting was spot on. There was not really any like, for example, when we did Cape Fear, I mentioned that very first line that I was like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. There wasn't really any of that in this. Like I really yeah. liked it. Uh, again, there could have been right in the beginning, but I was really tired. Did uh, <laughs> you've seen Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. Of course. Okay, so um, I had, when I saw this movie, I actually was told about it in law class. Mm. And in law class, we had just watched Shawshank Redemption. So I, I actually went in it with a fresh idea of, of uh, uh, now I can't even say his name anymore, Morgan Freeman, um, as, as read in Shawshank Redemption. Mm. I kind of took the same character into this movie. So like I was totally invested in Morgan Freeman then. And, you know, Brad Pitt, you know, a lot of p girls were talking about Brad Pitt then. And I was just like, oh, he's just a pretty boy. He's not a very good actor. But in this, I mean, I was turned. I liked, I liked Brad Pitt ever since then. Everything he's ever done, I really enjoy. So let's do our first one. So Somerset, who did you have? <laughs> I shouldn't have looked at yours. <laughs> I, I had to explain mine. Okay, so what I think would be an awesome turn of events is I'm going to switch the races of the cops. I was thinking about that one. And uh, because basically what I did was I was trying to figure out actors of, that were the same age as Brad Pitt when he was doing Seven and Morgan Freeman was doing mm -hmm. Seven. So it worked out that Brad Pitt's actually the age of Morgan Freeman now. So <laughs> I think that Brad Pitt would be a, a great role in the Somerset role. Explain yourself. As an aging cop. Um, if you're talking about Inglorious Bastards, I think yeah. he has a very good nature of dealing with the people underneath him, I think he could really do well teaching a new cop. See, to me, Brad Pitt is very, like, for it. Like, I, I, to me, I've never really seen a movie where I'm like, that's Brad Pitt, where he's been 
okay, I don't really want to do this. Where, uh, again, Morgan Freeman was very like that. Like yeah. Somerset was like, I don't really do this. Like Glorious Bastards, he made the bastards in Fight Club. He made Fight Club. In this movie, he was the rambunctious. Like even as he gets older, he mm-hmm. still is very gung ho. Yeah. Um, which. I think I focused on that part of the character more, yeah. which uh, explains my pick. Um, okay, and your pick is? So my pick is Bill Murray. <laughs> For this reason. You've watched Ghostbusters. Of course. So Bill Murray plays one character in every single movie, but he does it well. He plays the character that doesn't care. And so have you watched Bill Murray did a Christmas special? It wasn't very good. It was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. But Sorry, Netflix. <laughs> but the idea of like him being... Bill Murray does a very good job at being the person that doesn't care. You know, especially now that he looks older. Like, if you watch any Wes Anderson film, especially, like, Moonrise Kingdom, yeah. he plays a lot. He plays really good the person that doesn't really care but does a little bit, like, is supposed to. So I think he'd be very good doing that. Like, again, just giving the fact that he's mostly a comedy director and stuff like that. Yeah. Which could add a little bit to some yeah. set. But I like the idea just because he's very just, yeah, yeah. let's do this. Well, and it's very good, like, yeah. Every movie he's like that. Yeah, cool. I, I, that's what I focused on. That's to me was the character. Okay, so Mills. I want you to say Mills because I seen seen your thing and I'm a big fan of that guy. <laughs> Jared Kesso. 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 Um, could you bring up a picture of him? Because I, I I I don't think a lot of people. I think know this anybody guy. that lives around here has probably seen Leonard Kenny and yeah. Uh, and it's it's certainly a uh, amazing show. It's it's a great show. I, I pass I it on to video. everyone else. I watched the videos when before they became a thing. But the reason so, Letter Kenny again, him being a very he does a lot of comedy, but he also does a lot of dramas. The reason I yeah. picked this guy is because have you ever watched the show Keep Your Head Up Kid, like the movie Get, Keep Your Head Up Kid or The Wrath of Grapes? No. So it's a bibliography like okay. thing. Of Don Cherry, which he... Oh, okay, I've seen yeah, that one. Yes, yeah. yes, sorry. I didn't realize that's what you were talking about, The Wrath of Grace. So, again, no, it's like, again, this guy is very Canadian and does speak very Canadian in everything he does. Yeah. So that might be a little bit of a loophole. Yeah. But the idea that, again, watching Letter Kenny and also watching Wrath of Graves, he is very gung-ho in his role. Like, he's like, yeah. Wrath of, again, if you know who Don Cherry is, he's very... Yeah. I'm I'm going to yeah. do this. And that was Mills for me. Like, Mills it, was very pushed forward. They're very ambitious... Mm-hmm. Uh, steps that you have there I, I, I it's very interesting i never yeah. would have thought that but i'm not against it um i me switching the roles the rookie cop would be john boyega who plays finn in uh, force awakens i chose that because we're such star wars fans oh yeah i do i would love He's to see really him good. in a kind of a role like that i i think um, I, do, I do i do like the idea yeah. that more than i think about yeah. it yeah i think uh i think it would be good to see him in a role like that i like that one not that yeah. one <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you, like you didn't. You don't have. Tra- you don't have a role for Tracy. No, I, have I have Tracy. Tracy. I like Kerry Washington. She was in Django Unchained. Um, oh, okay. I think she pl- she plays a strong woman, but she also plays a uh, broken down wo- woman too. Um, mm-hmm. She a v- lot of range. I think it, she would be a very good character. It would be interesting to see her to do that. Um, and then Doe. So again, going back to uh, you've seen Moonrise Kingdom. Yes. Um, do you know who Edward uh, Norton is? I, who, I know who Edward Norton I guess, is. He's also in Fight Club. Yeah, he's also in but Fight like, Club. But, like, again, when I was actually originally... He also tried to play Incredible Hulk once. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about that here. Um, but originally, actually, I was... I said tried. <laughs> I, I originally was thinking about him to play uh, Mills. Because, again, them being basically the same character... Well, them actually being the same yeah. character in uh, Fight Club. And I thought... No, because for this, again, I was really badly trying to find 
a guy whose face I could see in a cubicle. So I was like, yeah. that's... Have you that's seen him. American History X? No. No? That's definitely one that you would see. And if you want to see him look like John Doe, watch that movie. Like, again, like you see, like, his... Yeah. Again, I love his acting. Like, he's acting very good. Um, I can see what you're saying yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I guess with, like, all my picks, there's always just, like, one characteristic. I found, like, him not caring... Him being way too giddy and him looking like an every like everyday person. Yep, and that's what I've stuck with. Like I, I went with an absolute lunatic in real life, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. I think that he would add Say some. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. That's his name. Joaquin Phoenix. I don't think I know who that is. Um, that? Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, trying to think of a movie that you might have seen that he's in. He's uh, he's in Robin Hood, the newest one. Did you see the new Robin Hood with Russell Crowe? Uh, if you really want to mention a movie that I've seen, it'd be better to mention old movies. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I that's I don't know. How, maybe you need to look it up. Joaquin Phoenix, he uh, oh. was in. Yeah. He's he's a crazy guy. Uh. And in real life, he's crazy too. I know. Oh gosh, I can't remember what movie it was. It was just. Just like, imagine him. Look at his face. Look at it. You shave his his head. <laughs> he's got a. He would look like an absolute lunatic, but I think everyone would know. That he's up to something, yeah. especially he's in the library, tagging out uh, Canterbury Tales or mm. <laughs> or whatever. So so yeah, those are so those are my casting. I di- I didn't do Tracy because um, I-, I just kind of wanted to focus on the main three. Yep. So uh, last week we I did the game. This week you do the game. What's the game? Okay. Um. Okay. So I'm probably trying to get out of here pretty soon here, but. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I didn't realize it was my turn to do a game this week oh. uh, until about maybe. You know, an hour before I got here, so uh, I was sitting with my friend Dylan, and we were just uh, looking through quotes of the three main actors in the movie: Brad Pitt, uh, Morgan Freeman, and uh, Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you a quote, okay. and you tell me which of these actors many, said it. How many questions is that? I have, I have eight. I have eight. Eight. Yes. Okay. One. Two. Okay. So, and then what are they between? Like, what what are the people that could have said it? Uh, Brad Pitt. Okay. Morgan Freeman. Okay. Or Kevin Spacey. Okay, so I'm gonna do S, P, or D. Okay. Sorry, S, M, or S, M, or. Okay. D. And do you want me to tell which one? Do you want me to tell as you're wrong as you go, or right or wrong when you go? Sure. Okay. Okay. So number one. Okay. The only thing worse than a loser is someone who won't admit he played badly. Too smart to be Mills, I think. Immediately. Um, good. Talk it out. That's good. I think I'm gonna say Somerset. Okay, so you're saying it's Morgan Freeman? Yeah, Morgan Freeman. No, that was Kevin Spacey. Okay, I got that one wrong. <laughs> okay, so the second one is okay. I'm trying to do something with my success, which is bigger than myself. Mills. You think that's Mills? I think that's Mills. Nope, that's Kevin Spacey as well. <laughs> Are all it? Oh, God, I'm bad at this. Okay, three. All right. Uh, this one actually made me almost spit my food out when, I, when, he, when Dylan told me it. Um, Donald Trump is the honey boo-boo of rich people. Who said it? Now, this is one where I want to say uh, John Doe or... You keep Basically. saying the characters and the names. These are the actual yeah. actor quotes. They did, this isn't from the movie or oh, anything. It isn't? No, this isn't from the movie. Oh, no, okay. No. I was thinking. It's These so are just the, the actors. I think you would probably get the ones okay. that. Uh, 
You say, yeah. Okay, sorry, I didn't realize no, you didn't know that. Pitt. I think this is Pitt. That's a Pitt. That's a Pitt quote. That's a Morgan Freeman quote. What? Yeah. Morgan Freeman, you're supposed to be, you know, not slang things. <laughs> Donald Trump is the honey boo boo of rich people. That's really funny. Okay, so uh, number four. I find it sad that by not talking about who I sleep with, that makes me mysterious. Oh. There was a time when I would have been called a gentleman. See, I don't think Morgan Freeman is talking about his love life. It's my first yep, thought. Keep talking it out. Uh, I'll tell you if you're wrong or right. I think just knowing, like seeing him, I don't know if, I think every girl would be scared of him. Okay. I'm going to go with Pitt again. Okay, it's Kevin Spacey. Is Kevin Spacey? The thing about Kevin Spacey, he's very private. He doesn't, you know, he's not oh, married yeah. and he doesn't talk about his uh, love life. So, we okay. learned that Kevin Spacey is boning people and doesn't want to tell people. Oh, but basically, yeah. he just doesn't think that, uh, that <laughs> it's mysterious. He should just be called a gentleman okay. for, you know, not kissing and telling. Um, okay, so what am I at? Number five? Yeah. You must lose everything in order to gain anything. Freeman. That was Brad Pitt. You're kidding me. The one time I don't do... <laughs> you haven't got any of these yet? I haven't got any of them. I have three more. Okay. Okay, so number six. Okay, number I six? think you'll get number six. Okay. I'm one of those people you hate because of genetics. It's the truth. Oh, that's Freeman, right? No. No, wait, wait, no, no. Who's the good-looking one here? <laughs> Brad Pitt. Yes. Okay. Brad Pitt. I, well, I was thinking genetics. I'm like, are they talking about how he's... Like African American? Well, no, no. Well, see, I, I strayed away from that. Him being the only black character okay. in the cho choices here, he did talk a lot okay. about that, Sweet. and so I find that uh, I got one, one right. And I tried to do Gwyneth Paltrow too, and all her quotes are about women, so it's very hard to. Oh, I would have gone to them all. Right. Yeah, you would have. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so this one actually I saw on Facebook a long time ago, and I thought it was really awesome, and I needed mm. to include it in this. Um, I hate the word homophobia. It's not a phobia. You're not scared. You're just an asshole. Spacey. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> God, I'm bad. I just literally did that one because it's been one <laughs> yeah. type of people. I was like, come on. I did, I did mix it up a little bit. Um, okay, so the last one is, and I use this one for uh, my own last name. I once heard a wise man say that there are no perfect men, only perfect intentions. Can you say it in a Morgan Freeman voice? Why do you think that's Morgan Freeman? I'm just, I would want to know. Okay. I once heard a man say there's no perfect men, only perfect intentions. You sound like Gandalf. It's terrible. Man. I know. Yeah. I, try, uh, I tried telling you. Oh, God. I. Let me go Morgan Freeman. You finally got one right. I got two right. <laughs> I got two right. Excellent. I'm Excellent. doing good. Okay. Very good. So, there, there's the game. So we did the walk through the game. We did recasting. That's it. That's so it. thank Excellent. you for watching this week. Thank you so much. Um, I, I hope we're uh, getting into your uh, interests, and I hope that you're uh, able to get through all the, uh, all the stuff time. that we try and uh, make easy and simple for you. And hey, if you don't like our stuff and you find yourself bored, guess what? Just keep watching it. Yeah, keep watching it. Like, yeah, I, subscribe. Yeah, just like, subscribe. Uh, I don't, you can turn off the volume if you find it boring. Yeah, hit me just at Twitter. Twitter at do it all, Derek. Do it all, Derek, and mine's uh, at Miller underscore three. It's, uh, thank you, Jeremy, for live switching. And yep. uh, even last week when you weren't here, you got credit for it. 
I did? Oh, oh I messed up the description. <laughs> yeah. That was Mark. See, last I told week. you the meticulous, uh, nerdy me. I read everything. Mark's over there. And, uh, I'm waiting, and I'm waiting for any comments. Here, Mark, Please yeah. throw comments at us. Uh, let us know how we're doing. I'm make an extra account so I can go in and comment. Yeah, exactly. Just you, talking about how so great I am. So do you have a hint about next week, or are we just going to let them look around the uh, side I've here? given them two hints. All right. Today. Actually, more than two. I've given them quite a bit. Uh, I'm not going to point out where they all have been. Yep. But, you know, uh, the, I, I've done some very pushing towards what they should do. So... Uh, yeah, um, and also if you watch guests and did not write down your guests, um, then you don't get credit for knowing that this week's episode was seven. Sorry, but <laughs> you, need to, you need to comment. So, yeah, so that's it for today. That's it for today. We'll see you next week. Yeah. These come out every Tuesday. Excellent. So uh, see you next Tuesday. Thank you, Barb. Bye. <laughs>